Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Kendra Sheehan, Eric Danner here. WAC Vegas is finally here. I can't believe it. It's it's next week. It's a three-way tie for the top seed on the men's side. On the women's side, one team has the opportunity to do something that has only been done once before in WAC history. But first, the NFL Combine is this week, and we have... <laughs> Someone from the WAC representing us. I'm that Eric Danner. You're Kendra Sheehan. Is all ahead. <laughs> we do have the NFL Combine. We do have WAC Vegas. We and we have WAC swimming happened this past week. You have a big interview that you did with a pole vaulter. Yeah. That everybody should check out on Instagram. And we have a top 25 team in baseball, softball. We have conference play happening as we speak. So there's all kinds of stuff going on in the whack, but we start with football. Yeah, <laughs> let's start on the gridiron. On the gridiron, Zion McCallum, who played in the Senior Bowl. Yep. Now at the NFL Combine, which is a pretty good sign because you're the Combine. Chances are you're getting drafted. Right, and uh, he's the only one from the whack. Uh, he's the only one representing the WAC from Sam Houston. He'll be competing Sunday, March 6th. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. And there was, you know, talk about what he had done prior to that. So he had secured a speed of 21.06 miles per hour at the Senior Bowl. And he's been training right alongside Danny Gray, who is a SMU wide receiver. So all good things. And looking forward to seeing his performance on Sunday and uh, – where he possibly is drafted. Yeah, and of course the NFL draft happening in April. So as you set uh, your sports calendars, obviously March is for college basketball. End of April tends to be NFL draft time. So that's uh, something to look forward to. You were not on the uh, podcast last week, as I noticed. You were in Houston at the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships, and it went chalk as far as the winners went northern arizona their ninth whack championship in a row on the men's side unlv capturing their second whack championship in a row but there was also several records that fell during the meet as well and in whack swimming and diving i mean this has been around for a little while i know grand canyon their uh, relay team broke a record that had stood since 1999 when prince did the famous song well, I was four. <laughs> you know, Prince. You heard, heard yeah, Prince. Yeah, I know at? Prince. And you, tonight we're gonna party like it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> okay, back to you. Yeah, swimming yeah. and diving. Yeah, no, that was a great experience out in Houston. Had the opportunity to produce and direct our broadcasts. A few snafus here and there. <laughs> Just what is life without a few technical problems, you know? But a lot of troubleshooting, and we got we got through it. And uh, a lot of success from our athletes. And I have to point out Northern Arizona, their fan base, okay? Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, they, they win their ninth consecutive women's title. But the fans, okay, they could be let in one hour before the – uh, final started mm -hmm. before the first race. The only fans that were there before I was there to set up, which was like an hour and a half early, waiting at the locked door 
to get yes. that first spot was Northern Arizona, and they came with their nine blow-up balloons. I mean, they they took that whole area. We were kind of placed right at the the uh, finish area, the the blocks, if you will, and right <laughs> alongside me were just fifty at Northern Arizona fans, and they they were loud. Well, the prior year, of course, two thousand twenty-one, we we're still in the throes of COVID, if you will. Uh, so we had to separate men's and women's championships because we didn't want to have too many student athletes at one location. So the women's was at Dixie State, men's was at UNLV, and then the diving was actually at Northern Arizona because the platform diving, not very many facilities have that ability to have the platform diving, which is why we're at the University of Houston many times because they do have that ability. Uh, when I was at Dixie, the fans were not allowed in. We did not allow fans because, again, of COVID protocols, ah. the vaccine was not readily available at that point. There were fans. There, there was an outside window. <laughs> <laughs> and fans were on the other side of the outside window peeking in to try to watch the championships. And that signs. You think they flew? Well, I mean, if, if you're a swim mom, swim dad, yeah, as you've mentioned on the podcast, that you were a swimmer at one point in your life. Yes, yes. And taking you to practice at 6 a.m. and driving across town and those kind of things. And you have a son or daughter who's a senior, and this is your last chance to maybe see them participate in a sport, you're going to be out there with the sign. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> My dad would be the one who volunteers to uh, time so that he's right there in yes. the meet, right? Would he right be a good there. timer or would he be paying attention more to the race than the time? Well, when I'm going and if I'm in a different <laughs> lane, I don't know who he's timing, but they, they should have a backup timer next to him. <laughs> so that was a, a very good uh, championship. So congratulations to NAU and to UNLV on winning the championships. Indoor track and field, you had a chance to chat with Clayton Frisch from Sam Houston. He's a pole vaulter. He broke the WAC record in the pole vault. That was, again, another longstanding record. And he was very impressive in his interview, very uh, chatty kind of a guy. Yeah. And uh, he, he's got the mullet. I mean, that's that. If you're watching pole vault, there's no mistaking uh, who Clayton is when he's running down, getting over the, uh, you know, however high he's going on on the uh, pole vault. I mean, if you want to learn about his mullet, you go over to Wax Sports <laughs> Instagram because we talked about it for about five minutes. He said that uh, it started because they they wanted to a couple guys on the team wanted to have this mullet. And the coach was like, well, you better be good if you're going to have this. Like, yes. And he said that that first time he had uh, he he did really, really well. And the coach was like, all right, you can keep it. And now he he says his dad, I don't believe, is too big of a fan of it. But he said his mom, his girlfriend like it. So, I mean, he's <laughs> he's keeping it. He hopes to go to uh, Paris 2024. Now, now, he's going to Nationals, correct? Or? Yeah, yes. And that's next week as well, which I believe is in Birmingham. Yes. Uh, because we did have our WAC Athletes of the Year name today. Yes. Israel Aloya Day from Grand Canyon. Yep. And Nisa Kabanga. Kabanga from Stephen F. She qualified for nationals in the high jump. Israel won the weight throw at the WAC Championships. It's kind of interesting if you're not used to watching uh, field events. So they have two flights. You, you get three throws 
uh, in your first flight, and then you go on to the finals. So he had six throws total. Only one went in. So unfortunately, we did not capture that <laughs> during our broadcast. We had five uh, that did not go. What are uh, the odds? But uh, you just never know. That's that's the thing with track and field, too. Uh, but his throw earlier in the year, still the number one throw in the nation. Yeah. So he is the number one seed going into nationals next week in Birmingham. So it'll be a lot of fun because uh, track and field is a sport uh, that is growing in the whack, and it's good to see uh, potential national champions coming from our conference. Yeah, and you got to imagine that if he – Obviously, he wants to do his best at the WAC Indoor Track and Field Championships, but he's also, you know, he's chasing that that championship. So maybe he had, a, you know, a tough workout that week because his coaches were like, hey, we're not going to, you know, take you off. Right. We, we know you've already qualified. We don't want you to get injured, but yeah. still want you to win, get the team points. Want you to throw it in bounds. You know, GCU too, had won both the, the men's and women's uh, championships uh, in indoor track and field. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to break down Whack Vegas. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast, WAC Vegas Week. We're going to be going out there on Monday. we got games starting on Tuesday. Final games are tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday evening to have a little more background on what's happening and what's going to be happening in WAC Vegas. We're also going to have a special Sunday Road to WAC Vegas episode with Cal McDonald of WAC Hoops Digest. Once we know the brackets, he'll help us break down uh, who's playing who. And he's more of a analyst, so he can give his predictions. We're kind of neutral here in the WAC. We so support everybody at the WAC. We like good stories. That's what we like. Yes. We like, uh, we like all of our schools. We like them all to be successful. Exactly. So I can't pick one I like more than the other. <laughs> we have the WAC men's. Let's start on the men's side. Uh, we have a three-way tie right now for first place. This is crazy. This is crazy. New Mexico State, who seem to be in the driver's seat, man, have now lost two in a row. They lost to Chicago State in a shocker. Yeah. Brandon Betson hits the game winner. Then they come back, play Stephen, off, Stephen F. Austin on Wednesday. The Lumberjacks were down most of that game and then came back late and won. Stephen F. has won nine in a row. Don't look now, but they are the hottest team in the WAC at 13-4, and four, tied with Seattle U. Don't sleep on the Red Hawks. Yeah. Seattle U. will be hosting Chicago State on Saturday in the afternoon. Then we'll have Stephen F. playing at UTRGV. And New Mexico State plays the final game of the regular season. This is the last start time of any basketball game on Saturday against Utah Valley. So... Of the records of the opponents that they're playing, New Mexico State with the toughest draw there, uh, a Utah Valley team that beat New Mexico State earlier this year. Yeah. So we could have a three-way co-champion. We could have two. We could have one. Yeah. Who knows? I think right now it's it's New Mexico State's Let's top not, place. Let, let me throw this one out oh, there. Okay. What if all three lose? Oh, Sam gosh. Sam Houston and Grand Canyon. And then we're going. <laughs> we could have a five-way champ. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that just shows how close and what really anything can happen. And, and not only that, so you could be, say, let's go with a three-way tie. Yeah. One of those teams is going to be playing on Thursday. Yeah. Because the one and two seeds will have the bye all the way to Friday. That three seed would have to play on Thursday. So big difference between two and three. Big difference between four and five as well. Sam Houston, Grand Canyon right now vying for those spots. But like we just mentioned, I mean, could potentially be in that uh, mix for first place. Grand Canyon has won five in a row as well, and they seem to be hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. No, this is – I mean – this final game is is going to determine a lot, and then once you get there, it's it's got to be, it's got to be firing all cylinders. New Mexico State was a team that we thought, okay, they've they're at the top, like they are they're so far at the top. And then, of course, you know, in that Chicago State game, you know, they didn't have a couple of their guys. A couple of guys were sick, and then you know, I, who knows what's going on against Stephen F. Austin um, for them to really slow down at the end of the season, but, but. Yes. I think despite the lack of momentum, you know, I still think that they're a team that, when it counts, really can pull it together. They can, and uh, but as we've seen, it seems anyone can beat anyone, and that's really true this year. Utah Valley is in an interesting position. So they, they were playing really well. They had beaten Seattle U. They beat California Baptist, and they lose at Grand Canyon. Of course, no – uh, shame and that loss uh, in front of the Havocs. Now they have to play at New Mexico State. They could potentially be the seventh seed now. Yeah. And playing on Tuesday. Which is wild because that's a team that, I mean, but then it's like you look at Abilene Christian, you look at Grand Canyon, and, and who is going to play on Tuesday because we have such a, a loaded league right now. Well, I can tell you who's going to play on Tuesday. Well, it's going <laughs> to California be. Baptist is going to play on Tuesday. UTRGV is going to play on Tuesday. Chicago, Chicago State. State's going to play on Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, it's who, who that uh, fourth team playing on Tuesday is. Tarleton, um, by the way, Billy Gillespie, Billy Gillespie, uh, Learn, Compete, Inspire. If you want to check that out, uh, go to our YouTube story. channel. Uh, he had a kidney transplant a few years ago. Uh, donor was a uh, the wife of a former uh, assistant coach of his. Um, just a very interesting story. And this is a guy who's had all kinds of success Took him 15 years to go from high school coach to the head coach at Kentucky. So he just had a whirlwind tour, was part of a Tulsa staff that went to the Elite Eight, that won the WAC championship that year in 2000, went to UTEP, was WAC coach of the year in 02, goes to Texas A&M, turns that program around, goes to Kentucky. He was SEC coach of the year in 2008. And then he's at Texas Tech, has some health issues. He's at Tarleton, well, he went to Ranger College, Turn that program around. When he said he wasn't. That's right. He said he was just going to help him find a coach. Well, what do you know? It was Billy. I am the coach. <laughs> Hard to find one better than that, I would imagine. But um, Tarleton right now, 9-8 and eight in their second year in Division One, And uh, Coach Gillespie, wherever he goes, success is soon to follow. Yeah, certainly the Texans have had some big wins this season. They defeated Stephen F. Austin in overtime this season. Um, well, they played that. some some tough teams. I mean, so Bill Self, of course, he was an assistant for him at, at Tulsa, uh, went to Kansas, played them. Uh, obviously, one of the top teams in the country every year. They played at Michigan. They played at Gonzaga. They played at Stanford. I mean, you talk about a gauntlet. <laughs> 
He's a go-getter he is, for he his is. non-con slate. Not afraid of anybody. So, um, yeah, a lot to uh, keep track of as we head into this final week of WAC basketball. On the women's side, we know the number one seed for sure. Are we sure? <laughs> Stephen F. Austin's won 18 in a row. They're 17-0 and in the WAC. And if they go 18-0, they play UTRGV on Saturday, we got a little uh, nugget of wisdom there, don't we? I mean, dare we share it now or we make people wait? Um, we share it now okay. because this, <laughs> this is the WAC podcast. People are waiting. Yeah, so uh, they would be just the second team in WAC history to go 18-0. and The only other team to do it was Louisiana Tech back in 2003. And that year they went all the way to the Sweet 16. So Cheryl good. Ford, player of the year. Good vibes, Cheryl Ford, the Three daughter of... Uh, WNBA champion for the Detroit Shock. Daughter of Carl Malone, NBA Hall of Famer on the NBA 75 team. So... Very good company if they are to able to achieve that feat. And the way they've been playing uh, doesn't look like there's a whole lot slowing them down. They're 26-3 and three right now. Winning two, con- two, two conference titles in two different conference, two years. <laughs> On the, but then uh, number two, Grand Canyon at 13-4. and four. I believe they beat California Baptist twice. So if they yes. wind up 13-, uh, I think they have that two seed locked up. Uh, so they would have that by all the way until Friday. So... Two teams in purple uh, going to the semifinals there. California Baptist, they have now won two in a row. We've seen them be a, a little up and down down the stretch here. Ani Oleta is uh, still a great player. They still have a great team. Caitlin Harper went to overtime against Chicago State on Wednesday. Yeah, they're a team I really would like to watch in the tournament because yeah. they've been inconsistent all season. And so are they... Do they pull it together for the tournament? Do they pull it together one of the games? <laughs> and now here's the other crazy thing right now. is So sitting at number four as we speak right now, Utah Valley, if they were to lose on Saturday, there's there's a scenario where they're playing on Tuesday. They could, Which could would see, be both Utah Valley. Yeah. So you could see a 9-9. Nine and nine. Abilene Christian could go 9-9. Nine and nine. Sam Houston's done. They're 9-9. Nine and nine. Lamar could go 9-9. Nine and nine. I mean, it's it's the Wild West out here. Uh, we do know that uh, Seattle U will be playing on Tuesday. Uh, it looks like New Mexico State, I believe, is also playing on Tuesday for sure. UTRGV, there's a scenario where they could, I think, play on Wednesday. Right now would be playing on Tuesday. And then, of course, one of those teams, Lamar, Abilene, Sam, Utah Valley, one of those teams will be playing on Tuesday. Playing on Tuesday, you have a long road to the championship. Because then you got to win Tuesday, you got to win Wednesday, you got to win Thursday, you got to win Friday, you got to win Saturday. Yeah. I mean, that's no small feat. No small feat at all. And each team that you play is going to have a day of rest uh, ahead of you and be able to scout your games, all that good stuff. But on the reverse side of that, if you get on a roll, you get some confidence. Yeah. Maybe that propels you you know an extra round or two who knows so that's that's the fun of the tournament so we're going to be at mandalay bay on tuesday we'll be at the orleans wednesday through saturday if you haven't got your tickets go to waxsports.com it's on there somewhere get those tickets (laughs) it is going to be so fun i hear a lot of schools are bringing a lot of fans with them so it should be a rowdy atmosphere one especially the the schools new to the whack uh from texas you know maybe if you're on spring break maybe some some schools on spring spring break break. what better way to go than go to vegas beautiful weather if you're a college basketball fan even if you're not a huge whack fan per se mountain west is going on pac-12 is going on uh the uh, big west is going on all in las vegas so everywhere you go in las vegas 
you're seeing uh, the track suits of different schools. <laughs> you're seeing fans. When you go to the Orleans, and this is my favorite part, when you go there on Wednesday, yeah, when they make the transformation. So the West Coast Conference is at the Orleans. Their championship's Tuesday. We're going to be at Mandalay Bay that day. But when you go to the Orleans on Wednesday and you get up that morning, on the elevator doors, it's whack. It's it's the logos of our schools. There's banners. There's signage all over the casino, all over the uh, on your way to walk to the arena. It's it's really incredible. Well, the best part is that for us lovely employees, that is what we get to see the whole time. We don't, we're not seeing Vegas. We are seeing <laughs> the true. whack decorated Orleans Arena, which well, I guess is we just will as see, good. We will see Mandalay Bay to the Orleans. That's true. Oh, so we'll get that drive. And so we, we of course, do the show here in Denver where In-N-Out Burger is now prevalent. It was a special treat uh, because Las Vegas, there was an In-N-Out Burger not terribly far from the Orleans that I would uh, frequent usually maybe uh, if I could on the first day. So we get there on Monday. So that's pretty much the only time that we're going to have to eat anything that's not uh, provided during the tournament ah uh, so i'm going to bring my gluten-free snacks because you know that's you tough. just never know where we're we're going to be locked down all day long for four days of basketball four days of excitement yes hours of fun and then also uh, we're going to have the all-conference teams announced on Monday. So that'll yeah. be interesting as well because, especially on the men's side, I think there's some pretty good candidates. Uh, Darian Trammell's had a tremendous year. Trammell. Tremendous. <laughs> uh, Savion Flag. Yeah, uh, his dunks are pretty incredible. And, and three-pointers and, and defensive prowess. Teddy Allen, he's he's had some ga- some buckets. huge games this year. So. It'll be interesting to see who gets those whack player of the year, who's first team all whack, all those good uh, kind of awards. Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be released Monday, and then it's off to Vegas as we fly out. So busy, busy nonstop uh, weekend preparing for. So as far as the podcast goes, we may try Vegas. to turn that road to whack Vegas on Sunday into a podcast. We'll see time wise if we can if we can do it. Uh, so this might be our last podcast until after the tournament. And then we'll break down all the fun. Of the tournament, yeah. if you didn't uh, go, go or watch. And who's going dancing. That's right. We'll be previewing whoever they're playing. You know, we know one coach that just dances regardless. <laughs> <laughs> I think all coaches, if they get to the tournament, will dance. I've seen Chris Jans dance a, a little bit. Well, thanks to I've seen Cannon. Mark Madsen dance. <laughs> I've seen, yeah. Supplying us. Okay. <laughs> I think I've seen him dance. They didn't go, but I've seen him dance. But dancing. Yeah. Thanks to Canon, we'll have some nice... Uh, some nice gear. Nice yeah. gear that yeah. maybe we'll be able to capture some high-definition dancing. 100%. 100%. So we're looking forward to it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited as well. <laughs> Reminds me of the Saved by the Bell episode. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it. Uh, we Actually, of this segment, we're going to play some of your interview with Coach Jared Gillian, who his Chicago State Cougars defeated New Mexico State, but since we recorded that, did lose to California Baptist the other night, yep. will be finishing the season. Potential spoiler for Seattle U. Seattle U, if they beat Chicago State, guaranteed at least a co-championship in the WAC. And likely guarantee, it'll guarantee that one or two spot. No, because they, they could. there's a three-way tie potentially. 
Yeah, but if Seattle U wins and Seattle U wins and Stephen F. Austin wins, Seattle U beat Stephen. Oh, you're F, right. So I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Doing my research, so Going they the, a win there, a guaranteed Friday. I'm with you now. There we go. Now. Okay. Had me scared for a second, but <sighs> my Celsius doesn't let me down when I'm doing my I'm research. Just water right here. So. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's uh, play that interview that Kendra did with Coach Gillian. Saturday night at Chicago State, you're taking on the top team in the WAC. Comes down to a buzzer beater by Brandon Betson. You win the game, you clinch a spot in the tournament. What are the emotions? What is this team feeling after such a big victory? Oh man, the emotions are definitely running extremely high, especially after going up uh, against an opponent like New Mexico State. New Mexico State, obviously, they're, they're one of the powerhouses, not just inside of the conference, but nationally. So to able to pull out a win, last game at home, phenomenal. Words can't describe, especially with someone like a Brandon Betson who puts so much time inside of the gym. For him to be able to capture that moment on his home floor with his family, fans, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing moment. Betson has put together some terrific games this season. What has he meant to this squad, both on the floor as well as off the floor? I mean, Brandon is one of those guys that live inside of the gym and his character just breathes, just confident. So I'm, I'm so excited for Brandon because he get a chance to display that confidence and he injects that confidence with his player, with his teammates. And because of that, you know, other guys, freshmen who haven't played a, a second of college basketball before coming here, they're able to play with so much more confidence. So having Brandon Betts in the side of the program does wonders for our freshmen all across the board. Speaking of freshmen, Ali Diva is a guy that came in around Christmas time. I think his first game was December 31st, and he's put together some solid points for this team as a freshman where is his ceiling and how do you see him developing as he continues to uh, go through your program skies is the limit for Ali Diva unfortunately he had an injury and it, it, he ended his season um, short hopefully we may be able to get him back for the WAC tournament but Ali Diva like our other freshmen has been doing an amazing job I, I talk about my other freshman Jay Sean Corbett I mean He's going against grown men every single night, and he's put in work every single game. He had a big game last well, on Saturday, and, you know, like the rest of our freshmen, they've been doing a phenomenal job. But Ali Diva, hopefully we can get him back. And, you know, like I say, the sky's just the limit. His work ethic is just so phenomenal. In that game against New Mexico State, you didn't trail in the first half. You took a four-point lead into the locker room. It seemed like you really put together a complete game, of course, right down to the last second with Brandon Betson. What did you see from your coach's lens that this team was able to do and that you hope can carry over into the final two games of the season and then, of course, Whack Vegas? It's that just, just toughness, just breeding that toughness and the confidence that you can be on the big stage and you can get it done throughout the season so far we've been in a position where we've had chances to win games and we just haven't been able to close it out and i tell all i tell my guys all the time that if you just continue to work hard continue to believe in what the coaches are trying to say good things is eventually going to work out so going to the turn going until this week 
I mean, we just plan on build on what happened on Saturday. Just continue to work hard, come into practice, get your shots up, and, and be ready to go. You got two more road games of the regular season, one at California Baptist, who you beat at home er earlier this season, and then you have game at Seattle U. How big is momentum, and how much does that play a factor in to heading to this tournament when you, know, you could have the potential to play four games in order to be in the championship? I mean, I, I look at it like at the end of the day, especially being in such a great position that we're in. You know, basketball players do what basketball players do. They get up in the morning, you get get a good workout in, get a good practice in, and they're ready to go. So we're we're not worried about the four um, games in four days because that's what they've been doing their whole life. They've been playing basketball and getting the opportunity to play to play in front of their friends and family. I, I think our guys will be ready to go. So your first year as head coach at Chicago State, has it met your expectations? Is it what you had anticipated coming into this year? It has exceeded expectations. <laughs> Just the administration, the staff, the people that I'm around with day to day, day in, day out. It's just been phenomenal. The, the city of Chicago has embraced me with open arms. And then just being able to come into practice and have 10, 12 guys that are just eager to learn something new. It's, it Words can't describe how I feel as a head coach and with the support, the surrounding, my friends and family, beautiful wife, kids. It's just been amazing. Now, when I spoke to you back at preview days, you had mentioned that a big goal was just building a foundation of excellence, getting it done on the floor, as well as the classroom and being a bright spot for the community. Where do you feel like you guys are at with those goals that you had initially set for this program? Again, I, I think, and I, and I tell I tell my guys all the time, it, it, it takes a little bit more to be a champion. So I'm so happy to say that we've been exceeding some of the expectations that I put in. Our guys hit it out the park in terms of their GPA. We just had a community service last week. And then on the court, these guys is going out playing extremely hard, extremely tough for 40 minutes. And that's all you can ask for, especially when you have so many freshmen that's playing so much. I mean, it's, it's, it's been amazing, both on and off the court for, for me and the program. The final couple of weeks of the regular season, what are you emphasizing most in practice for your guys to get ready for the tournament? It's funny. I, I just came out of um, film session with the team and I was telling them all, all of this stuff is going to our the success of our program is going to be built on toughness. Point blank, bottom line, if you're the tougher team, if you're on the floor getting 50-50 getting basketballs, if you're rebounding the basketball, you're going to be successful. And if you don't do those things, you're not going to be successful. So around this time, it's a lot more mental than physical. And then, you know, you got to be able to, to do that job in, in terms of toughness. And if you do those things, you know, you'll have some good results. And if you don't, you'll be having spring break early. <laughs> Heading to WAC Vegas, I mean, Vegas is a big city. There's a lot of, you know, things that can be in athletes' head, the excitement of it all. How do you get the team to stay locked in to remember, you know, this is a business trip and you came here to, to get a job done? I mean, I tell my guys all the time, when you're going out of town, you're, go, you're going on a, on a business trip. My, my guys would be more than focused. We actually have students that conduct study hall. They, they, they're so locked in and ready to go. We have 
great leaders in terms of our older guys with Brandon Betts and Corian and Noah, they, they, they'll be locked in and more of a focus because we have a job and the job is what the job is and you can't be distracted during that process. So Chicago State is guaranteed a spot in WAC Vegas. Pretty good turnaround for Coach Gillian this year. Uh, Chicago State did not play at all last year. They opted out because of COVID. First year head coach, got named kind of late. I mean, so to put the work in that they've done, to have some of the talent they have, things definitely uh, trending up for the Chicago State Cougars. Yeah, and one of the things I talked about with Coach Gillian early on before the season began was his recruiting abilities, and he's been known to, wherever he goes, have some strong recruitments or recruits come in. And so, I mean, we saw middle of the season where they added Ali Deba in uh, December, <laughs> and although he – is injured now potential could come back for the tournament but he was a bright spot and so i think that you know obviously in his first year making the tournament is a big deal and definitely trending upward like you said pleasure to talk to coach killian though and as we said they'll play on tuesday for sure uh, i don't think we know their uh, opponent just yet but uh, we will on saturday but you know night. one of the they they beat california baptist earlier this year on a last second shot so that potentially I think actually California Baptist is locked in at number eight in the tournament. So let's see. Yeah, I guess that there's a there's a still a possibility they could play each other. So anyway, we want to thank Coach Gillian for being a guest today. We want to thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.